Hi, I'm Hillary Walsh, a serial entrepreneur, award-winning immigration lawyer, law professor, TEDx speaker, and raving Phoenix Suns fan. Over the past decade, I've helped thousands of immigrants live free in the United States. I'm talking work permits, social security numbers, green cards, their citizenship, VAWA, T-Visa, U-Visa, and lots of successful appeals. Here's the thing. Immigration law is super complicated and legal advice, well, it can be pretty expensive. So I created the Immigration Law Made Easy podcast to share my 10 plus years of experience with you for free. So if you're looking for tried and true, no BS, step-by-step strategies and tips on how to win your immigration case and live truly free in the United States, you're in the right place, my friend. Let's get started. Um, I'm so happy that everyone's joined us today. We are here every single week. We answer immigration questions that are relevant for you. This is this today's program is especially relevant for you if you entered the country illegally ever, or if you were here in the US, left and came back with a visa. So listen up if this is you, because we are gonna hopefully blow your mind. So for people, let's start with, with, with re-entering with a visa. A lot of people think if my visa is not expired, then that's a good thing. I should keep it where my visa is not expired. So if you entered the country on a, on a border crossing card or basically just a, you have a Mexican passport and you have a tourist visa, like a sticker inside of it, and it's going to expire soon. It says that it's good for a certain amount of time. A lot of people think I need to go back to Mexico, renew it, and then re-enter with my visa again, and that's going to be a good decision. Little do they know that this creates long-term problems for them called fraud and misrepresentation, and it is way more of a problem than if you just stayed and did not renew your visa. And here's, here's why this becomes a problem. A lot of people, you know, you've been here in the U.S., let's say you entered in the 90s, you had your baby here, your baby is now going to be 21 soon, or maybe is 25 or even 30 if they were born in the 90s. But most likely you have, you know, a 21-year-old kid who is who has just become 21 and is eligible to petition for you. But if you leave during either their childhood or around this time and re-enter with a tourist visa, what often happens is two things. On your tourist visa renewal, they're going to ask, have you ever lived or overstayed, it lived in the US or overstayed your tourist visa at any time in the past? And if you say no, then you have lied for an immigration benefit and you will now need a fraud waiver. If someone else fills out the form and you sign it and submit it, it doesn't matter if someone else lies. If you sign it and you submit it, you are left holding the bag and found to be responsible, even if you don't understand English, even if you can't read the words on the page that you're signing, you have signed this and now you are stuck with this need for a, a waiver, for a, a perdón, okay? And then especially if you re-enter the country, I mean, sometimes people will also not list their kids. They will, on their visa renewal, they won't list their kids because it's going to show that they have a baby in the U.S. who's 21 years old and I'm renewing my tourist visa, which means I'm probably going to go to the U.S. And immigration knows if you enter with a tourist visa and you have a 21-year-old U.S. citizen kid, you're probably not coming back which means we shouldn't give you a tourist visa because a tourist visa means you're necessarily going to come back. So a lot of people will not put their baby 
and their time in the US on their tourist visa application. And this will haunt you for the rest of your life because you'll need a waiver. So if you have left the country and you come back in, even if you didn't go renew, let's say you left the country and you went to renew or you left the country because you were going to visit or you know, you had just been here for a certain amount of time, figured out that you liked it here, you leave and you come back knowing you're going to stay. This is also a problem for immigration purposes because when you hand your tourist visa and your passport over or your border crossing card over and you say, you're, you're telling the officer basically, I'm coming in to be a tourist and I have every intention of leaving. But if in your heart, you know that you're coming to stay, you're going to be asked about this in your interview for your green card. And they're going to ask you, did you plan when you handed over your tourist visa, when you handed over your border crossing card, did you plan to stay in the US or were you just coming to be a tourist? And if you decided to stay after you reentered, even if it was four minutes later, after you got through customs and border control patrol and you're just like, you know what? I'm going to stay. I, I think that's the last time I want to do that for now. Um, if, if you decide on the U.S. side that that's when you wanted to stay, then you are in the clear. You don't need a waiver. However, if you decided, like if you were already living here, you leave to go see your mom or your dad, and then you reenter, you are planning to stay because you have your life here and your family here, and you were using your tourist visa as if it were a green card. This also is considered an immigration fraud or misrepresentation. And so you'll need a waiver. This again, like I just want to really underscore, like if you entered one time with a tourist visa, call me before you leave because you may have a green card that's available to you right now through your adult kid who's a US citizen. And if you leave and go do all this other stuff, it can really throw a wrench into your life that is not necessary. Now we're going to talk about what if I've already left and come back with a tourist visa or what if it's even different? What if I came in without permission to begin with? What do we do? Okay, so if you need a waiver, basically you need a waiver if you have entered the country illegally multiple times. So I'm not going to get really, really specific. I'm going to talk in general terms today because every person's case is unique. It's kind of like you might have O negative blood, but that doesn't mean that your own medical condition isn't unique. So these are, this is kind of like blood types for immigration cases, if you will. I've never described it this way, but it is kind of like blood types for immigration cases. And then we have to look at your particular body to figure out your particular case to figure out what exactly we need to do in light of your blood type. Yes. Yeah, so if you have entered the country one or more times without permission, you're probably going to need a waiver if, in order to get a green card. If you have overstayed your visa, left and re-entered with your visa, you're probably going to need a waiver. It's not a guarantee, but you're probably going to need a waiver. If you've ever made a misrepresentation like we were talking about at the beginning of the show where you entered the country with a tourist visa but had, had a plan to stay or you left and didn't maybe list on your tourist visa um, renewal form where you were applying to renew your visa and you didn't list all your kids or you didn't list that you had overstayed in the U.S., things like that, you're 
going to need a waiver. And if you have, you know, committed certain crimes in the US, you might need a waiver. So all of these things mean, okay, no problem. What, what I want you to hear today is this may have happened in my life, but there is a solution. Now we need to talk about can the solution help me and what do I need to do? A lot of times people need a waiver, a, a qualifying relative, a certain family member to show that if my waiver isn't approved, it's going to make it very hard for my family member who has status. Most waivers, like 99% of waivers cannot be based on it's going to cause my U.S. citizen child a problem. And here's why. When Congress set this up, when Bill Clinton was president and he's who signed this into law, they didn't want people to be able to come to the U.S. and break the rules, essentially, cause fraud, misrepresentation, illegally enter, different things like that, and then be able to have, to be able to birth a backup plan. It's unfortunate. It is frustrating, but this was their logic. They didn't want to make it where kids could be the reason to have to stay. And so, of course, this frustrates me as a mom and as someone who in this country, we say that families, we should be family first and that the family should be together and that we shouldn't divorce and all these other things that really are are found are, are really central to a Christian background, frankly. And then we have immigration laws that say, yeah, family should be together unless you break the rules or unless you had to come here and you didn't even know you were breaking the rules. Too bad for you. You should get deported and be separated from your children possibly forever because a fraud waiver, if you don't have a basis for it, if you don't have you know, a, a spouse or a parent who's a citizen or a resident, you can never overcome a fraud waiver, which would mean you would be permanently separated from your family forever. So the law is not, not um, I think, a turn the other cheek or a loving Christian law. It is a very um, unfair, uh, unworkable, and unrealistic law. And therefore, as an attorney, my responsibility to you is to find innovative solutions that still are legal and still are ethical. And that's what we're going to talk about next. So if you have a spouse or a parent who's a citizen or a resident, we don't need to go into these unique alternatives because the law was designed for you to be able to get a waiver. So if you have those people, wonderful, you already have a basis for a waiver. If you only have kids who have status or plot twist, you have no family with status whatsoever, some of these options can help you. Let's start with the T visa. We talk frequently on this show about T visas. I've helped plenty of people in Kansas be able to get a T visa. So I know that the conditions are there. I know that it's happening. It might be happening to you. If you get a T visa approved, you are the reason, you are the basis for the waiver. And this waiver can waive criminal history, prior deportations, illegal entries, fraud and misrepresentation, uh, everything other than like being a murderer or a, a Nazi, really. It can, in all sincerity, I know it sounds kind of wild, but the T visa helps waive pretty much everything and you don't need any family members who have status. Now, if you have a kid who is a, an American, that's okay. You, you just, it doesn't really matter. You don't need to include them in the process. It doesn't help you. It doesn't hurt you. But this is a basis. This is a way for us to 
You know, um, you can either run into the wall, the brick wall at full speed over and over and over. And that's what some people would do with trying to file a waiver when you don't have the right family members and maybe it's not a waivable thing. Or you got to go find a, a window and go through the window. And a T visa is helping us be able to pass through and go through the window and be able to get to the other side, which is green card territory. And that's what we want to get to. A U visa is the same. So you don't need any quality, you don't need any family members with status in order to get a U visa. And it will help you with all of the issues that you need to waive, just like a T visa will. So again, if you have family members who have status, and maybe you have heard that you have the 10 year bar where you have to be outside of the country and there's nothing that you can do, et cetera. This is another, like, no matter what your immigration problem is, short of being a murderer or being a um, Nazi, you know, the U visa can also be something potentially that can help you. So this is something that is an amazing option as well, just like the T visa. The last but not least, because it really is being like a Nazi, they're, they're just super anti-communism. The US is super anti-communism. And so if you are a communist or a Nazi, then that's the more of a problem. Immigration laws don't make sense, okay? They just don't. Similarly, however, you can get VAWA. So let's stop there. But with VAWA, you have to have a family member who is a U.S. citizen. So it's either got to be your kid, your spouse, or in some cases, your parent. And you might be able to get by with a lawful permanent resident spouse or lawful permanent resident parent. But this is another way as we end our show today that you're able to get a waiver and be good to go. Keep this in mind because these are all options available to you right now and they're all options where you fix without leaving. Adios. My friend, I'm so glad you joined me today. If you have a friend or family member who may need some immigration law guidance or even just day-to-day -day encouragement, please send them a text or email or a DM on social media and say, hey, I think this podcast is going to help you. I sure wish someone had given me the tips I'm sharing here years and years ago when I was starting out as an immigration lawyer. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Adios.